0: Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,309. I love
1: the evolution of the auto industry, and I love the feeling of what a car does for you, what it makes you feel. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Cars Yeah.
0: Hello automotive enthusiasts, I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Mission VAO California, Mark Herleberg. Hey Mark, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride?
1: I am. I got my Hans device on because I know it's going to be a whole lot of wild race with you.
0: (laughs) Well, I'll try to keep it between the guardrails here. We don't want any Hans device usage going on here at García, but uh, yeah, sometimes things can get a little wild, so uh, we'll see how I do here. There's
1: there's a joke about being loose or push. When you push, the front of the race car hits the wall, and when you're loose, the back of the race car hits the wall, so I'll, I'll be prepared for both sides.
0: All right, well, I'm going to do my best not to hit any walls today, but I can't promise you anything. Mark Perleberg is the host of The Sunday Drive, a video show and audio show where he takes you behind the scenes into the world of automobiles and racing. Mark talks with industry leaders, celebrities, and sometimes he has a co-host where they explore everything from concept cars to classic cars, motorsports, car shows, and events. For as long as Mark can recall, he has had a love affair with automobiles, and at the young age of 12, he began working at his family's car dealership in Wisconsin that ultimately led to an opportunity to work as a technician for a Formula Atlantic race team. Mark's worked also for Kelly Blue Book and as a lead automotive expert for NADA Guides. So Mark, I've told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your business and your career and your passion automobiles before i jump into my questions
1: you know i should have uh, paid attention in school instead of listening to the sound of a v8 versus a v6 and knowing every color of every car and you know it's just i've always been in love with automobiles and it's uh, it's all i've ever done my entire life and and truly the Wonderful part about the automobile industry is is that it connects with the racing that connects with the manufacturing and all the things that people um if you love a white tan interior corolla, that is a statement in itself, but there's so many things that connect within the auto industry that I've been in love with it forever
0: so you were that kid like me drawing on the you know, used to take the grocery bags to cover our textbooks to protect them. And uh, I was always drawing the cars. I was drawing cars and surfing and waves because I grew up in Southern California. But I assume you were just like me.
1: Ironically, I have a, I have a daughter that's 27 who still doesn't have a driver's license today and had no interest in cars. But now I have a five-year-old grandson who loves Hot Wheels just like me and doesn't oh. want to scratch them and wants to put them in their little case. And I mean, there, there's a side of the world that you could never explain to somebody. The love of the automobile to yeah, someone who does got it, yeah. It just it, and that's always been me. And so for myself, when I do the Sunday drive, I want to take people to places that they've never been to. We I, I worked for native guides for years. And um, I was fortunate to travel the world. But we used to always talk about 84-year-old Aunt Martha. And 84-year-old Aunt Martha would never understand what it was like to be on the brickyard, Uh, what it would be like to be at Pebble Beach. But that's what we try to do. We try to share that story within 30 minutes to say... This is what it was like to wander around Pebble Beach. This is what Monterey Car Week's all about. This is what La Jolla Concours is. So all of these fun things that you do, I just took for granted. We sh- try to share with the uh, the people that could never imagine that sort of yeah. silly feeling. Oh, very cool.
0: Very cool. Well, I'll remind our listeners, too. I'm going to be posting. I Probably by the time the show airs, I've already posted it. I got to have a little chat with Mark at the La Jolla Concours. He was kind enough to invite me into his booth. Uh, Asked me some questions. Uh, We got to uh, meet each other and talk cars. I think we could have talked all day, but that fantastic event was really fun. And you're very lucky. At least the, the car gene skipped a generation and went right into your grandson. So you can spoil him rotten with Hot Wheels and old vintage matchboxes and taking him to car shows. I think you've got a very fun future ahead of you. Well, as we continue on your journey, though, I'd like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a really nice way to get the inspirational tire smoking here on Cars, yeah? So, Mark, take the wheel.
1: Okay, so um, find something that is so passionate, which I love cars, and, and to understand automobiles is amazing. I mean, it truly is. You know, when you think of the designers, the guy that is the... I, I look at guys like Henrik Fisker. And I, I look at him and he can take a napkin and a Sharpie and he could draw you a car that you could never imagine. I can't do that. Um, but there, there's such a touch along the way. There's so many people that... um make this industry interesting. And at the end of the day, you, you see people at car shows and you look at cars that are interesting. You look at like the Pacer. The pacer's kind of an interesting car now. <laughs> and and, and, and I'm
0: really curious why you pick the Pacer. Of all cars to pick, you pick a Pacer. There, there's a story behind here somewhere. <laughs>
1: There is, because that was one of those times that with, you know, you always look at, I, I think like the, um, the AMC, the, the Rebel machine, you look at manufacturers, you look at like the uh, Golden Hawks. You look at like a manufacturer that that at the the end of their world, they come out with the coolest car they could ever imagine. And that to me fascinates me about the industry. And what's interesting now is that I don't think um, kids are that interested in cars anymore. And that, um, but you look at the history of the automobile. And for myself, I'm not, um, I'm a post-World War II expert. And I'm not pre World War II, the big wheel cars didn't have a lot of fascination for me. But it's interesting when you look at how, you know, probably 1939 to 1946, the cars were almost identical. And then in the mid 50s, you had to be different because you had these GIs coming back with a whole bunch of money. And they were 10 years. And all of a sudden, you had like the uh, Flathead Fords. And then you had the 55 Bel Airs. And you had a day where cars changed body styles every year, but internally um, they didn't, the door handle was the same for 15, 16 years. I know um, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Times are just, that, that was such an interesting time in history, but now you look at where, you know, there's a lot of, we don't live in a Pinto in, in Vegas sort of world. Every car out there today is really a good car. You know, there's, and what's interesting, I just had that at La Jolla, the, uh, the Kia Telluride and mm-hmm. what a really nice vehicle. And when I test you're in the same world of where you test these vehicles and I never look at the Maroni sticker for till the end. And it's like, mm-hmm. wow, $46,000 for this. This is, you know, this is $80,000 grand Cherokee. This is, um, this is a really cool car. Is it a car that I'd want to go buy? I'm a German BMW kind of guy. <laughs> you sure. yeah, yeah. But the next generation might be different, and it, yeah. it truly is. Um, I, I love the evolution of the auto industry, and I love the feeling of what a car does for you, what it makes you feel.
0: I understand 100%. Let's uh, go back in time a little bit and have you share a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. I mentioned in the intro that at 12 years old, you went to work for your family's car business but is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were indeed going to be a car guy for life
1: yes i had a i had a seven-year-old brother and um what was interesting is when we were kids my dad built us a ho track and a, a train track in the basement and i could never figure out how my brother could always figure out. I, I, I had this little way of making the, the the cars a little faster, and my brother was always faster than me. And then when I grew up, I found out he was switching bodies on me. But <laughs> but, but uh, it was kind of that passion of, um, you know, that that point at eight or nine years old, when I kind of knew every make model color, you know, I knew the the color of greens of this, there was just a point where I just didn't want to do anything else. And my brother ended up uh, fortunately getting a car dealership at when I was 12 years old, and he was only 21. And it was a fluke in life. But it wow. ended up that I just loved being there. I loved working on the cars. I just you know, I was the guy that, um, you know, I started out as the lot boy. And here's here's the silly part in Wisconsin is that um, I used to dig a hole in the back and um, take all the trash and we'd burn the trash and then we'd pour the oil on top of it. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. It, it was it was days before, um, you know, like, like EPA sort of stuff. But I just loved being around the cars. Here's one of my best stories is I remember the last XKE we had. Jag. Mm. And um, it was sable brown with uh, biscuit interior. And I remember rolling it on the floor, and it was $9,300 window sticker in
0: 1974. And that I'm a thinking... Lot of money in 1974 for a car. That's it. I'm thinking...
1: Holy Jesus! Ten thousand dollars of tax and license. Who would possibly pay that? So, yeah. as, as I look at cars and I think of some of the stories that I've had. Uh, when I first moved to California in 1980, um, I worked for a British Leyland dealer, and that's how yeah. I got the job. Was from my brother, and um, I bought a 69 XKE and it was Tropitone lawn furniture, and it was they were just Southern California was kind of fairly new at that time, and The owner of the Tropitone Furniture brought this in. His sister just died. This was a car. It was was red. It was painted beige. And the dealership didn't want it. And I said, do you care if I buy the car? And Mm -hmm. I end up, I talked to the guy and I said, hey, I'm 20 years old. I just moved to California. I could probably come up with $3,000 total. And he said, I like you. I'll sell the car to you. (laughs) And I, I painted it back to the red. And I thought it was the coolest car in the world. And I sold it for sixteen five, And I thought I was the richest guy in the whole world. I want, I want that car back.
0: Yeah, we all have those. And I'm going to get to that question in a minute. But before I do, I want you to talk about a big challenge or a big failure that you faced along the way. And more importantly, what was the lesson that that situation taught you? So kind of walk us through that time and tell us how that experience coming out of it helped you gain even more momentum as you move forward in your life and your career.
1: You know, some of the part is that when you're in love with the automobile, you, you become in love with the automobile. And some of the uh the failures that I had, one of my biggest failures, I was a car dealer for years, and what hurt me the most was um when really I, I want to say 911 was a big failure. And and it just it hurt a lot of people. It brought 0% financing, it kind of cut a lot of people out. And along the time, it just seemed like, um, geez, the little guy just couldn't make any money anymore, and there was not a lot left over. So I went to University of Wisconsin very early days of college, like one of the first days when the professor said, would you rather have a dollar in your pocket or four quarters? And as a kid, I thought, I just want a dollar. It's easy to fold. And now I'm on four quarters. <laughs> and one of the things that I learned is that just keep four things in your life. And, and I, I, I try now to keep multiple areas that um, can pay the bills and stay out of debt and do your things and it, it just but continue to do but for myself the love is the automobile and I mean I have I love Orange Coast Media I love the car shows and I love being involved with the charities and and the things that you can give back and that to me is probably the best lesson along the way is that along the way and one of the interesting parts is that I had done, there's a company I dealt with um, called Warren Tech, and Warren Tech was a I had 347 uh, warranty contracts out with them and um, service contracts, and uh, unfortunately they were the number one service provider for the World Trade Center, and mm-hmm. when they filed bankruptcy, out, bankruptcy on out, I me, mean, I was on, on the hook for all of these warranties, you know, so you, you get stuck in a hole a little bit, and you know. For fifteen minutes, you feel bad for yourself, but then you think, hey, figure, figure out a new um you know if, if you hate the hole you're in, stop digging,
0: yeah, that's a great line. well, let's talk about your first special vehicle. you've touched on a few interesting cars that you've had, but is there a first one that showed up in your life that had great meaning for you? interesting
1: story is that uh my first car in in that i had I, I don't even think i was 16 years old yet was a uh 67 austin healy sprite it belonged to the head mechanic for my brother's dealership it was his daughter's car it was wisconsin it had rust holes everywhere i think i paid 500 bucks for it i think i painted it and had some fun i know i knocked out a throw up bearing by doing burnouts but mm. um I think that summer I sold it for like two grand to somebody, and but uh, I ended up I bought a Pontiac Grand Am. It was a trade in at my brother's dealership, and ironically, I was able to find the car back, and I still own it today. I bought it about wow. five. I bought it back about five <laughs> years ago. And, and thank you, Facebook, because yeah, I wow, ran yeah. into I ran into the guy in Clintonville, Green Bay, you know, near Green Bay, Wisconsin. And um, he was able to. Uh, he said, "Do you want your granddad back?" I said, "I do." And I said, "I remember selling to you for fifteen hundred bucks." He said, "Well, it's more money today,"
0: <laughs> and it <Yeah.
1: laughs> uh, <laughs> was. And I, I, ironically, I bought the car back and I left it in Wisconsin for a couple of years with my close high school buddy, and uh, it sits in Mission Viejo right now, fifty-five thousand original miles. And that's
0: very cool. Is that your seller's remorse story? The fact that you resolved. Your seller's remorse by buying that back? I'm fixed.
1: <laughs> you know, no, it, it's it truly it, it's funny. I had um, I have a 3,500 square foot warehouse that I had 23 cars in, and I'm down to I, I got out of the habit, and I'm down to maybe five cars right now. The five that <laughs> yeah. I have, so I, I've got a, a one of 58 six speed plum crazy challengers ever made with oh. 17,000 miles. I got a Bandit Trans Am. I got a seventy nine that I spent three years restoring, and it is like it's nicer than it was when it rolled off the, tr- on the showroom floor. Cool. It's a triple cool. black T top car. I got the the Grand Am. I have one of a eleven hundred and fifty eight Mark Cross Edition uh LeBaron Convertibles, nineteen eighty four, mm. and cool. it is the it's the Barbie car that is my daughter's birthday present. <laughs> But it's uh, I I love kind of odd stuff. I like um, Pintos and Vegas. And I like, you know, it's funny when you look at the history of the car industry, as sometimes the Ferraris and the Porsches get all the attention. There's the common car out there that everybody's got a good story for. And I love that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, very, very cool. You must have enjoyed seeing that prototype Trans Am car that was at the La Jolla Concours. I did. The white one. Yeah, that was very unique. Very cool. I'd never seen that car before. got to meet the owner, got to do a little uh, interview with Julian White, who's a producer, show producer, who's a past guest of mine here on Cars. Yeah, as soon as that comes up, I'll share it with folks on my social media. And we got to talk about that car and the future of hot, uh, hot rods and muscle cars and all that. Well, let's talk about what's got you excited and fired up today. I'd like for you to share a little more with our listeners about what the Sunday Drive is all about, where they can find it, how they can enjoy it. And also, I know you're involved. You sit on the board of the Steve McQueen car show. This is coming up in June or this June here. Uh we're into June already, believe it or not. So uh let's start with the Sunday drive. All right, Sunday Drive, uh TV or you can tell Alexa
1: to find you or you can type us into Roku. Basically what we do is is our tagline is We don't tell you who won the Indy 500. We tell you what it's like to go to the Indy 500, because I think the experience of the shows is more than the actual show itself. And it's kind of interesting as as you and I, you know, as I have these, I set up a booth at these events and you and I kind of had this back and forth, you know, before La Jolla. When you're stuck in a hole, you're stuck in a hole. A booth doesn't get you to see a whole lot. It gets you to uh, meet a whole lot of people. So, but our goal is to uh, share, you know, the people that are um, cool car people like yourself, and you know, it, it's it's your history and the things that you do, and and that's our job is to uh, is to share what people that have the passion for the automobiles, and that could be the pinstriper, the painter, the the guy that's the detailer. It could be there's a lot of different things. You're the guy I just bought it because, you know, Aunt Martha loved it. That's our, our job is to is to share and and our passion right now. And I mean, it's been for the last five years is the Boys Republic and the Boys Republic is the Friends of Stephen Queen, Stephen Queen car show. And we have the rally coming up on the 4th, 5th and 6th of May which we'll have be beyond that, and we'll put some footage up. But in June, we'll have um, the show, and the show is good. What's interesting about the show is that, um, you know, as you think of, um, I know you've been involved in a lot of shows, and I've been in. So when you're all done, you do these charity events, and you hand a check for eight or $10,000, and it is just such an amazing thing, and it helps everybody. Last year, we donated uh, $603,000. Wow. That's incredible. It is truly, truly, it it built a new kitchen. What's what's cool about it is that the actual show itself, or the actual Boys Republic, is a Los Angeles-based youth detention center. Los Angeles, Juvie, has 15 to 18, has a 27% success rate, which means 73% of these people will be gangsters the rest of their life. We have 80% success rate we get the parents involved. We teach him how to write a check. We teach him how to get into a, uh, an apartment lease, you know, I mean, all the things that they, there's nothing without work. It's really the cool part about it. What's interesting is that their most famous inmate
0: was Stephen Queen. That's a great story too. That (laughs) Chad, his son was on the show here a couple of times and we Mm -hmm. talked about the event and, uh, the fact that he was, his dad was pretty much a delinquent because of his very crummy parents um, yeah. and got in trouble. And this judge said, you have two choices, go to jail or go to the Boys <laughs> Republic. And I think Steve McQueen was no dummy. He goes, well, I think I'm going to go to summer camp, sir. That sounds like more fun to me. But on a serious note, it really did help set him straight. And, of course, it the did. rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a great it's, it's, thing.
1: It's just such a neat program. And and really, you know, the interesting part about it is much fun as the, uh, this year, I've, I've got uh, screenworks involved. So we've got one of those big monster trailer screens that are going to come, bu- come by and uh, we're going to broadcast live. And it, it's just really, a, I mean, to look at the kids and to see, you know, you're putting something back in society and, and that really is the, I, I've been fortunate. I've been able to play cars my whole life and, Certainly will forever and ever and ever, but to be able to give back to these kids and the, and to put something back is um is a fun feeling and and literally Chad is Chad's a great guy it, it, and the people that are involved the good news is, is they're all you know like high end people so they can afford to give a little give a little twist
0: back give a little give a lot well you know this show that we're doing here I'm doing with Mark today for you listeners uh, is airing June seventh the the, the Stevie McQueen car show is actually was June 1st. It was last week. But however, uh, I want to remind my listeners, I do a lot of promotion for past guests here. I've been promoting the Steve McQueen car show on my social media. Follow me there, uh, so that you know about these shows coming up, but it'll be happening next year as well. So, uh, if you get a chance to be in the Los Angeles area and attend it, it's a very cool show. They do some really cool, uh, featured marks and things in the past. They've done like motorcycles to feature Steve McQueen's, uh, The Great Escape movie, and they've had the bullet car there, the Mustang, the famous Mustang. So check it out. And also, of course, again, I'll put links to Mark's The Sunday Drive on his Cars Yeah show notes page so you can follow him if you don't already and check out what he's up to. Well, Mark, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors that make this all possible. Hey, fellow automotive enthusiasts, you know I'm a huge fan of Covercraft, I've protected my vehicles with their products since 1975. That's right, all the way back to my high school days. Want to keep your vehicle's exterior and interior looking new? It's easy with a Covercraft car cover. A car cover is the best way to keep your vehicle looking great for years to come. Car covers protect your paint from fallout, birds, dust, rain, insects, and pollen. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. I use my Covercraft car covers every single day. Right now, you can get 10% off all Covercraft custom car covers or their ready-fit car covers. Plus, they offer you over 15 quality fabrics to choose from. Their spring sale is from April 15th through June 16th, 2019. Order direct at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah! And I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars yeah website at carsyeah.com Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars yeah! TV show. It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars yeah! podcast guests and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars yeah! TV is making its mark. Cars yeah! TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV, Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas lucas oil racing television online and they said i only had a face for podcasting all right mark we are back and i have a bit of an introspective question for you if you woke up tomorrow and you were a car parked in the garage not what you want to be but how you perceive yourself as metal and rubber and hoses and spark plugs or i don't know maybe you're a skateboard we'll see what you have to say what kind of vehicle would mark be and why Mark would be a Bentley Arnage. He would be Ooh. black, black with a black top
1: and tan interior, really light tan. Oh, be- wow. because it's really rare and it's unique and it's fast and it um it will always hold its value.
0: You know, I loved those cars. Well, I love all cars, really. But Bentleys, to me, are pretty cool because they're like Rolls Royce on sport mode. And I got to spend a weekend, probably about nine years ago, the local Bentley de- dealer sent me out to Pacific Raceway along with about 10 other guys. And we got to drive their two new cars at the time. And I w- I'll tell you something, I wasn't that interested at, in going just because like big, heavy luxury car, that's not me at all. And I was blown away at what those cars could do on the track. I, I mean, I was i was dumbfounded. I, I came off after a couple of laps in the, the Bentley guy looked at him, and I said, "Can we do that again?" And <laughs> he just smiled he goes, "Yeah, go for it. Incredible cars aren't they?
1: They're pretty special. I was fortunate in two thousand and three to be probably the eighth person in the world to drive the continental when it was mm. it was the new version of uh the Volkswagen version, so they they flew us all into London and drove us up to crew and let us drive these cars back and it was it, It's just amazing. It just truly was I, I went through separation anxiety for, for you know, <laughs> six months of, of therapy to say, "I'm stealing this. I'm putting this
0: Yeah, something. you know, it, yeah, they are Rolls-Royce here loaned me a car for the weekend once, and I, again, I kind of thought, uh, I didn't want to get out of that thing at the end of the weekend. I'm like, "This is nice. I mean power, performance, and of course uh, the Grey Poupon moments. We're hilarious, but uh, yeah, very cool. Well, we are going to enter the last lap here, Mark, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions to ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the Bentley Arnage throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? You know, here's my best advice in automotive is um, if you buy the
1: car that you are driving down the boulevard and you are looking at yourself in the glass windows and you think, Damn, I look good at that. That that is truly the best advice. Cause you know, I think people get caught up in, you know, 299 a month lease with no money down, or buy the green one because you don't like this. But I think the best advice is what car do you see yourself in? What what yeah. do you what tickles your fancy? And because then you'll be happy with it for a long time and you won't think two years later. So my best advice to anybody is buy the car that you think you look the best in and only you can make that decision. So by the one uh if you like sunroofs put a sunroof in one. I ironically I have a um I talked about a Challenger earlier. I have a 2014 Dodge Challenger. Um uh, mm-hmm. it is a 60 transmission. It's a no sunroof car. It's got 17,000 miles. I bought it used with 8,000 miles and I bought it for half of what I was going to buy from my buddy Scott Brown with Chrysler for it was a $45,000 invoice car i bought it mm-hmm. for half of and the dealer was so desperate to get rid of a 3 pedal Purple nose
0: car. <laughs> Challenger. And it was Plum it was, Crazy guy ordered this thing. <laughs> Plum
1: Crazy is the license plate. P L M. That's very Q W A Z cool. is is the license plate on the car, and that's that is truly. But that was the car that I saw myself keeping forever, and I, it's the car that I see whether it's right or wrong twenty years from now being worth you know eight hundred thousand at the Barrett Jackson auction. <laughs> Probably well, we can not,
0: all hope. We can all hope for that. Well,
1: probably not realistic, but that is truly, um, I think that's the fun of cars is the imagination. And when I, I never drive the car, and it's, when I drive it, it makes me feel so special.
0: Well, you need to drive it more, but I always say it's the look back. If you park your car, walk five steps and look back, you've picked the right car. If you don't look back, you need something better. Would you share a personal habit that you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? You know, um, I get up every morning at 530. A.m. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think it, it works with people on the East Coast. And I, I think that um, there is not a day that I won't answer the phone. I think that, um, you know, it's just, it's truly, but I love what I do. I mean, it's, it's the old cliche of, you know, find what you love to do and then you never work a day in your life, but there's not a day I don't want to talk, talk about cars. I was so excited to talk to you. I love the fact that you came on my show at uh, La Jolla. There's just find something that you really love to do. Life's too short
0: to do anything else. That's for sure. Well, how about a resource? There's so many these days, but is there one in particular that you find yourself going back to that you could share? You know, I always seem to use
1: Yahoo or Google, and I kind of search for the things that I want. And what's really cool about that is you can find any part in the world that you could possibly imagine if you're yeah. building a car. Um, and and on a research, they're, they're somewhat independent. So it, it it's not that the um, the websites that are out there are one way or another, but you find it independent. So find a car that you like and find something that tickles your fancy. But, um, and maybe I'm an old guy. I still have a Yahoo uh, email account.
0: I was going to say, what's Yahoo? I've never heard of that one, but uh, I certainly know about Google. Of course, I got to plug Google because my son works for that company. And uh, I use Google virtually every day, all the time. It's just incredible resource. Well, here's the one. If I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? You know, right now, I'd like to meet uh, Elon Musk. Yeah, I would, too. (laughs) And I mean, I've met him in passing.
1: And it's funny because I'm Henrik Fisker is 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 more. I I talk about guys like Jay Leno and Henrik Fisker, and I've never eaten food with them, but they know my name and I know their name. Um, But Elon Musk is such an interesting character and he, he seems to be um a, a big part of the media right now and um I'd love to um hang out with him for a little bit. Yeah, I would
0: too. Absolutely. So. I've I've reached out many times. I'm sure that uh, a lot of people are tapping on his shoulder and I'm a, I'm a little gnat. but uh maybe someday <laughs> maybe someday we'll we'll get to hear Elon and uh, Mark Green talk on cars. Yeah, that would be pretty darn cool. How about a book? Is there a book you've read that you'd like to share with our listeners? You know, I I love all the Carol Shelby books. Um,
1: I'm a Carroll Shelby fan. And for me, it, it's what an interesting guy. And I mean, it's it's kind of a sad. I, I've got a lot of film on Carroll and I've got a lot of film on Bob Bondurant. I've got a lot of film on George Barris. And it almost is like, wow, I've got to the next evolution to where um, all of the legends of the car business of the 60s that maybe 70s that will never be repeated Seem to go away.
0: Yeah, you know, I would say one of my favorite Shelby books. It's, it's well, it's got Carol in it, but it was a past guest of mine, AJ Bame. Go like hell, mm-hmm. uh, which is about the 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 Cobra Ferrari wars, if you will. That's a great book. That other book, uh, Carol Shelby. There's an uh, it's an unauthorized biography by I think it's Mills R- Rinsey? Rinsy Rinsey Mills. I think is his name. Uh, is another great one. But there's so many great things written about that guy. Uh, absolutely. Fantastic! I'll make sure I'll put a couple of those up on your show notes page here on Cars Yeah, and I'll remind our listeners you can find all these links on Mark's page here at Cars Just type in Mark Perleberg, P E R L E B E R G, a great German and Northern American name, I think is the way we'll combine that. <laughs> Wisconsin, oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yes, Wisconsin, uh,
0: <laughs> exactly. You gotta, you gotta
1: pronounce that O oh a whole lot. People always remind me a whole me of that. lot.
0: Yeah, four, a whole lot.
1: years later, what's kind of funny is I moved to uh, as as you alluded to earlier. I, I went to my brother was a British island dealer, and the in 1980, like February of, of 1980, my um, the factory rep, which I'm still close to, he works with Suzuki boat motors now out in Florida, but he mm-hmm. um, said, "Why don't you come and wrench with us?" And we're going to Long Beach Grand Prix. And the Long Beach Grand Prix at the time was Formula One with the F1, the Formula oh, yeah. Atlantic as a background. And um, we had, a you know, thought that we were going to win. And we crashed three laps in the first, <laughs> first <Ouch>. session out. <laughs> Hit the yeah, Queen's. Well, you know? It's a but it, course. Yeah, it ended up, it was different then. It was uh, and how different Long Beach is today than it used to be. And, and now it's kind of sweet and kind and, you know, it used to be kind of fun. <laughs>
0: yeah, so it, I remember going to those F1 races in the 70s and because uh, I was in, living in Southern California and I uh, got to see some of the greats uh, drive on that track. So, uh, yeah, very cool. Uh, Long Beach Grand Prix. You got to attend it either way. All right, we are up to the checkered flag here, Mark, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any, any cool collector car on the planet. doesn't matter who owns it. I'm going to buy it for you. But there's a couple rules to this game that make it a little bit of a challenge. It's the only collector car you can have. That means you got to get rid of all the cars you have. Or if you want to keep one, that's even better. Then I don't have to buy you one. You have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here. I want you to put some miles on this thing and enjoy life out on the road there in Southern California. And here's the big kicker. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with. So that little trick for an old car dealer is off the table. So what's it going to be?
1: You know, one of my favorite cars that I still wish I had back, I had a uh, 1991 512 TR.
0: Ferrari. Oh, okay. It was
1: black tan interior, it had the light interior. Ironically, it didn't um fit going it didn't go up my driveway. I had a long slanty driveway and I had to have special braces made that got it up toward finally I tore the spoiler off so many times, but um Oh, because it was too steep.
0: I was gonna say yes. if your Ferrari couldn't go up a hill, you you got some cylinder problems going on no way it was
1: it wasn't that it just it tore that spoiler off, but it was here's a good story if nobody's listening but um they had just built the seventy three toll road and um in California, and it was not it was kind of open, but it wasn't. I am hundred and sixty miles per hour on a sunday morning
0: and Well, we will was, repeat that to the california highway patrol <laughs> they they pulled they pulled me over. Oh. He said, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm just having fun because
1: it wasn't a car you could play with in a normal world. It wasn't fun to drive on Marguerite Parkway. It was just it. It had a funky shifter. It had that you know slotted. But there's something about it. And the pedals were off to the left. There was just a feeling that that car had. That um, yeah, buy that for me. I'll um I'll get you the shipping address.
0: I'll I'll, I'll handle that for you. What color would you like that Ferrari to be?" <laughs> I think black with tan's got to, you know. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's kind of unique. I'll take red. Am I, I'm red, open. Course of course, a red. Okay. I could be I white. That. I could be, um, you know, Don Johnson. Don Johnson's going to say, yeah, Don Johnson. <laughs> I'll I'll figure one out for you, Mark, <laughs> and I won't tear the spoiler off when I deliver it. How's that sound? <laughs> I, I don't live on a slanty driveway anymore. <laughs> there you go. Good deal. Well, Mark, you've taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off down that illegal (laughs) freeway road in your 91 512 TR?
1: You know, always find the car that tickles your fancy. I mean, everybody's got it. It could be, you know, the person who loves the Hyundai or the Kia or the, you know, whatever it might be in your life. Um, Find that car that tickles your fancy. And um, because it, it, it truly don't, you know i'm not an automation sort of guy i love
0: three pedals and i love driving you know so just always chase your always chase your dreams with a curse there you go again what's the best way for our listeners to find you on the sunday drive the best way is to find www.thesundaydrive.tv or find us on amazon or roku all right well i'll make sure i put those links on Mark's show notes page so you can track him down and find out what this guy does every Sunday. He's having fun. Mark, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. Thanks for having me uh, on your show when I was at the La Jolla Concours. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. All right. Take care, my friend. Thank you. You take care of your cars.